Hey everyone, it's The Rewind. I'm Paul. And I'm Pam. And we're back with another fun-filled podcast filled with... Thrills! Chills! And fun stories from across the web. The World Wide Web. So wide. So big. Now, as all of our listeners know, on this show, we're all about being COVID... Positive! That's right. As we do every week, here are some of our favorite stories about good folks doing better things in this crazy, crazy world. Pam, what's our first inspiration today? Paul, could you imagine that a cisgendered man in Brooklyn is turning Kleenex into ethically sourced quilts? It does get cold out there at this time of year. Glad someone is thinking about the cold. You know, it's not cold if we open our hearts to kindness. Open them wide and open forever. Paul, what is that? Is that someone knocking on the door? We have a door? Maybe it'll go away. Uh, Just keep going. Go away. We're changing lives here. Paul, I'm back. Nathan, I thought you were dead. No, I just went down the street to Arby's. Told you that. You've been gone for four years. I knew that line cook was new. Anyways, I'm ready to do the show. Nathan, it's been so long. I, I've moved on. Pam's here now. We're about to figure out our favorite LaCroix flavors. Want to join? La what? What's happening here? What is this shit? Whoa, 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 Nathan. We don't use words like that anymore. We're good now. We love LaCroix now. It's spicy water. I'm not sure what happened in the time it took me to get that Arby's loaded Italian sandwich with loaded curly fries and Jamocha shake. But this isn't you. The rewind is better than this. Nathan, I... You know it's true. You're not a a La Croix kind of guy. You're a beef and cheddar, Paul, with extra beef and extra cheddar. Now let's get you out of this fairy dust-covered hellhole and get back to business, making fun of people who cut their nuts in gas tanks. He's right, Paul. You never loved this show the way you loved making fun of animals that would get lost in Ikea. Go to him. It's where you belong. I'm sorry, Pam, but we'll always have fondue February which always got delayed till March for some reason. Nathan? Yeah, buddy? Let's get back to work. He's gone. Hello, 911? I've been stuck in a man's basement for four years, forced to co-host the world's dumbest podcast. Yeah, I'll hold. Hey everyone, it's The Rewind for the week of February 7th, 2021. I'm Paul, that's Nate. We are back after four years. Not even a pandemic was going to keep us away. Everything else kept us away. Wait, hold on. A pandemic? Right, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know about that. Uh, so when you were in that Arby's for four years, uh, a virus, a virus. Uh, escaped China and has kind of derailed everything. How does anything escape China? Yeah, it's incredible. Usually China is very good at keeping stuff in. Yeah. This time it let one thing out and now the whole world uh, is up in arms. So, uh, you know, do you know about masks and all that stuff? Uh, not really. Okay. Yeah, you'll learn. It's fine. You'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. I know. I have to put it on my face. Yeah, I know. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, you'll be good. You know what? Hold on. Show disclaimer. Yes. One of two things may occur. Okay. Uh, I might have one of my two dumbass cats meowing at my door, or you might hear the sensual crackling of this tiny fire that I have lit beside me. 
Right. Very nice. Just to let you know. Yeah, that's uh, this is weird for us too because uh, in addition to coming back four years later, uh, we're also now recording apart uh, yes. over Slack. So this is a whole new thing for not over Slack, over Skype. It's a whole new thing for us. So forgive us for any technical issues as we figure out how the rewind sounds in a pandemic. But the one thing that we've learned uh, that a pandemic does not stop us and it does not stop people from doing stupid stuff, which makes this show still as relevant as it ever has. And Nathan, with that, I think it's time to do the thing that we do best. What's that, Paul? The news. Oh, yeah. That's enough. Nobody wants to hear that. You know, I think we could do this forever because I don't think there's going to be a stoppage of any dumb things happening anytime soon. Yeah, that's maybe one of the more incredible things about redoing the show is that you would think that the pandemic would stop the crazy people from going out there and being crazy simply because we were all told to stay home. Shockingly, no, they all go out and continue to do the same level of craziness that they used to. So um, you know, with that, Nathan, why don't you give us our first unfortunate look at craziness? I, I will do just that. Uh, hey, Paul. Hey, Nate. Did you know that a dinosaur's butthole was a Swiss army knife of orifices? I did not know that. You didn't? No. Well, hey, cbc.caa reports. CAA? <laughs> dinosaurs, along with most other animals, have only a single rear orifice known as a clauoka, which I didn't know what that word meant. Or even knew about it up until now. Uh, it was used to defecate, urinate, and copulate. And so using a dinosaur fossil with exceptional skin preservation, a scientist from the University of Bristol in the UK was able to figure out what a dinosaur's rear end orifice would have looked like. Jacob Vinther, a paleontologist who had previously worked on uncovering the Psychosaurus. Uh, Dinosaur's color patterns. It's my favorite. Revisited one. the specimen. I hate that dinosaur too. The dumb dinosaur. Revisited. <laughs> you, never, you don't even know it. You didn't know it until today. Maybe true. This doesn't mean that it's not true. Revisited the specimen. When he realized how incredibly well preserved this Klaoka, I don't know if I'm saying that right, doesn't matter, was and decided to take a closer look. He discovered that, like baboons, this dinosaur's clioca was highly pigmented and would have stood out from surrounding areas of skin, which he said likely served as a visual signal to potential mates. But I poop from there. <laughs> wow. Well, will nature ever cease to amaze us? I suspect the answer is no. Never. Uh, also, one uh, should ask the question that if perhaps they had had multiple orifices like us, the, if the dinosaurs would still be around. Well, we may never know, but no, uh, never. Yeah. Let that question rattle around in all your brains until such a time where it drives you mad, like I'm sure it will, Nathan, in the coming days. Every night. What if we lived during the time of dinosaurs? I wonder who would get eaten first, you or me. If television is any indication, uh, nobody will be eaten. Rather, we will use dinosaurs as our labor force. Hmm. Uh, They will simultaneously chisel photographs into rock for us. Uh, they will also always complain about how it's a living. Uh, it's very much 
like uh, the current labor force that we have, just uh, dinosaurs. I would ride a Brachiosaurus. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. You would, yeah. When you finish work, mm-hmm. you would just pull a, a bird's butt <laughs> or its tail feathers, whatever that is, <laughs> slide down a Brontosaurus's neck into your car. Um, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, you're, you're just abusing a whole line of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Paul, do you know what shouldn't be used as a Swiss Army knife for sensitive things? Like maybe hair? Can I just point out Nathan pre-wrote all his transitions? I so. did not. I don't know why would you go there? <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. What about the Swiss Army knife? Well, TMZ.com <laughs> reports that Tesca Brown, a TikToker, who put gorilla glue in her hair at the dumb idea is still living with her nightmarish mistake. The glue brand's remedies aren't even working, and now she's luring up. Sources familiar with the situation say that Tesca's weekend trip to the ER was another disaster, and Gorilla Glue's tip to using rubbing alcohol to remove the product was a colossal failure. Tesca says that her hair has been rock solid for about a month after substituting Gorilla Glue spray adhesive for her normal hairspray. It seems that she felt it was okay to use because the product said it was multi-use. Gorilla Glue says all of its products are considered permanent, and the packaging states it too. What a maroon. I'm not on TikTok, but based on that story, I'm, I'm glad I'm not. I would leave TikTok, honestly, for that story. There's nothing about glue that has ever implied that it has cosmetic value to it. Um, so I don't understand why this person saw the word multi-use and just figured that this is where that application would work out but good for her i guess Congrats. last time i used glue in any any capacity i made a uh popsicle stick cottage in grade two yeah, yeah. that is the only time that glue is an acceptably used product is if you're putting together popsicles or some sort of diorama from cart construction paper yeah that is it or if you're like rambo in the woods trying to fuse together a wound because you have like the Viet Cong chasing after you. I don't know why they're in the woods. They'd probably be in the jungle, but whatever the point is, yeah. is that only Rambo and children under the age of five should have <laughs> access to glue. After that, I don't think glue is, especially in the world of iPads, you know that we never glue anything together anymore. Yeah, you're right. There, that should have been her first tip off. I mean, also anything with the word gorilla in it generally implies that it's probably more use than you need. This is true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, lesson learned. Mm-hmm. I don't know for whom, but certainly not her. <laughs> I will say there's an update to that story since we uh, we we found that link. She apparently had surgery to like remove all her hair. Well, I don't know exactly what they did, but um, I I don't know. I suppose she's bald now. Yeah, when you just shave your head, wouldn't that be the likely scenario to end off with? Well, I guess he can't because you would have like a. I would imagine that the glue hardened into like a like a like a like a shell, yeah. like a protective hair shell. So they probably had to somehow get in underneath it and remove it well uh how do you open up turtles <laughs> just do that please stop pre-writing your address <laughs> it's just hold on like let's, try, let's try this again i'm going to give you i'm going to give you a segue that works even worse and then i'm going to see if it if it connects so uh um and um and that's why i'll never be able to shit again well <laughs> Go on. 
And that's when my mom said she'll never be able to speak again. <laughs> well, on the topic of shit, uh, poop wine, testicle beer. Oh, look at you. Swedish Museum exhibits the world's most revolting alcohols. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I could segue anything. There you go. Okay, very good. Uh, OD.com reports that, uh, hey, bartender, pour us a tall glass of how about no. Thank you. Emphasis the article, not emphasis Nathan on that. <laughs> when most people think of museums, they think of places of art and culture. Museums are where you go to see famous paintings and sculptures, or maybe interesting trinkets from human history. But then there are more offbeat museums that also draw a crowd. For example, in Tallinn, Estonia, you can visit the Museum of Medieval Torture Instruments. While in Iceland, they have the Icelandic uh, Philological Philological museum that exhibits well penises and more than 200 dongs on display, by the way. And this weirder bunch of museums is also the disgusting food museum in Malmo, Sweden. Since 2018, the museum has done exactly what it promises, displaying puke-worthy foods from all over the world. The museum's exploration of disgust is continuing this year. At the beginning of September, actually that's probably last year, the managing duel launched a new exhibit focusing on alcoholic drinks. One highlight of the exhibit is the Icelandic whale testicle beer. Manufacturer, brewery Steyoji, Stey, Steyoji, Steyoji, says the testicles are cured and smoked according to an old traditional recipe. The pièce de résistance, the crème de la crème, is a Korean wine that was in ages past used as a folk remedy for bruises and broken bones. It's made out of rice and can you guess the secret ingredient, Paul? Oh, no. It's poop. Human poop, to be precise. Oh, right. No, sorry. You didn't tell me that. I, the, the lead up to it was so long, I completely <laughs> forgot what you were talking about. Last time I do this, ever. <laughs> no. Please pre-write all your intros, because now I will just try to undermine all of them. But yes, go on. <laughs> Talk about a crabby concoction. But I poop from there. Uh, that's twice in one episode. I got to use that sound effect, and it worked. Uh, I just like that there is a museum, again, that in the middle of a global pandemic, there's a museum that yeah. said to itself, fuck locking down and protecting our visitors from the coronavirus. They must see the whale testicle, whale, whatever, <laughs> brew. It's a good family uh, idea. Anyone, by the way, there should be uh, officers, like UN officers uh posted at the doorway to this museum any family that attempts to enter or buys a ticket it's like a sting they just automatically arrest you and put you in jail for most worthless use of breaking the lockdown rules of corona ever although this is in sweden so i don't even know if they're even taking the virus seriously swedish people are so amazing like they just aren't they just like perfect all the time i'm pretty sure they have a pretty rampant neo-nazi problem so i'm gonna say no well that's not nice (laughs) no that's not nice so I'm going to say no on that one. And I think the fact that they've wasted their time erecting a museum, erecting, putting up a mu- or putting together a museum devoted to disgusting drinks. Well, I have. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Before you try to segue, let me try to do something <laughs> that, that can't possibly work with what you're going to prepare here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm waiting. And, and that's why JFK was Sasquatch. Well, I wouldn't shoot this beast, but Hey, <laughs> I have no words. For this next one, <laughs> dirty, <laughs> dirty diaper stealing Toronto man yes. arrested and charged. Okay, can I just do that? Let me just get the sound effect out of the way now. But I poop from there. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, 
NineDailyNews.com reports that. By the a, way, just like for everyone's reference, it's and N- the New York Daily News. It's NYDailyNews.com. Nine If they wanted New York Daily News, they would have wrote written it out. Yes, of course. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> it's, it's their fault. I don't think to understand things. Damn straight, I don't. Um, a Toronto man accused of stealing soiled diapers on several occasions has been charged by police. Toronto police report that Shane Stephen Kirkaldi is suspected of taking dirty drawers from an organic waste bin at the side of a home between December 1st and January 23rd. 40-year-old man was arrested shortly after 5 a.m. Saturday and charged with three counts of prowl by night. That's something you can be charged with? Yeah. I didn't know that was uh, a thing. I like that's the part of the story that causes you to pause. The, the guy stealing the dirty diapers. You're like, that's fine. Prowl by night. Who is he? Catwoman? I like, know. yeah. Okay. That's who the rule was made for. Catwoman. <laughs> well, uh, he was also charged with theft and uh, as well as two counts of criminal <laughs> harassment. <laughs> who, who wanted, wait, who accused him of that? I need them back. <laughs> Officer, I need back my dirty diapers. <laughs> Honestly, if someone was rooting through my trash and stole my dirty diapers, uh, I'd be like, dude, you can keep them. Take them, please. Sir, take them. Take them away. That is why I put them in the trash. I don't care who ends up taking them from my curb. Just take them. Well, hey, Paul, you know what I'd rather be doing uh, here in Toronto besides stealing diapers? I just want to point out he wrote all this out. That I didn't. Uh, riding a hippo like this guy. Unfortunately, he also got mauled and then drowned. Mm-hmm. OD.com reports that, uh, hey, this 2011 story about Humphrey domestic. Why am I reading something that is 10 years old? First off, why did I pick this? <laughs> For audience context, we had to re-record this episode because, uh, as we mentioned off the top, you know, Recording under new circumstances, new technologies, all that stuff. So I asked Nathan to switch up the stories and he just read the same script. I'm getting to new ones. Hold on. Okay. I like hippo stories. Literally, I think we've repeated like the same jokes like four times throughout today. It's fine. I don't mind their landing, I think, but like. I'm not done yet. The second reread of the episode is the one where you're like, oh yeah, this story's 10 years old. All right, whatever. This guy died, got killed by a <laughs> hippo. Di- yeah, this guy died. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> it left, it literally mauled him and then drowned him. That's the story. On to the next yeah. one. Good for him. So, why not let us hear a good luck story, Paul? I'm sorry, you're laughing through the intro. No one knows what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, why not let us hear a good luck story, Paul? Yes? <laughs> Sure. Whatever. <laughs> HuffPost.com reports that an unlucky start to a North Carolina man's day turned upside down when he discovered he won a two million lottery prize hours after hitting two deer with his new car. Anthony Dow of Leland had an accident on his way to work. North Carolina Education Lottery said in a statement Tuesday. It ruined his day, so he went back home, got into bed, and went to sleep. Then I woke up and checked my tickets. I checked the fourth ticket, and I saw the four. Then the next number, and then the next number, and then the next number, he said. I'm like, wow, it was just crazy. 
So wait, the story is that uh, he hit two deer, uh, went to sleep, woke up, and also realized that he won the state lottery. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's yeah. a story. <laughs> kind of a dumb story. I didn't pick that one. You didn't have to read it. <laughs> it was here. I have to read it. It's in my face. It's here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last story, Nathan. Okay. Well, death, death, death. We just can't get away from it, can we? <laughs> This lady chipper show. I, I know that this is why people I know people missed the show. They were like, you know, I don't hear enough about murder and death in my life. If only oh and pooping. Pooping. Yep. If only a podcast could exist that does this for 30 minutes and then makes me feel more miserable about myself. Well, we just can't get away from it, can we? No. Nope. This lady just seemed a bit lazy in my opinion. Um daughter arrested for allegedly keeping dead mom in an apartment freezer. Okay. The NyPost.com reports that a Japanese woman uh, has been arrested after a cleaner found her mother's body in the freezer of her Tokyo apartment. Body had been bent to the fr- to fit in the freezer, police said. Jesus. Uh, Yumi Yoshino, now 48, said that she hid the body 10 years ago after coming home and finding her 60-year-old mother dead because she didn't want to move out of their home. Local media reported. There's no visible wounds on the frozen body, police said. Officials couldn't determine the time and cause of the woman's death. That means that that uh, mother would be 70 now. I have so many questions. The first one being, did she even try to refrigerate food in those 10 years? And I know that considering a death occurred, that's probably the worst thing to start off with. Yeah. Uh, Second, I don't understand the logic of freezing your mom equaling you get to keep your home. I, I suspect that if she was able to keep her home for 10 years with the mother in the freezer, she didn't need the mother's body frozen yeah. to accomplish gold too. But I guess maybe that's a hindsight thing. Probably. I don't know. It's fascinating. I'd be worried about freezer burn. Yeah. Like we said at the top, crazy did not stop nope. because of COVID. It just got crazier. It actually got crazier. Yeah. This whole world's going to hell in a handbag. Was it peaceful at that Arby's? Were you aware of any of this? They actually, uh, some of the things I wanted, uh, they start selling them. By the time I got to the front of the line. All right, Nathan. Well, listen, uh, how does one possibly top that last story? Uh, you you can't. can't. Therefore, you won't. And the only logical thing to do would be to end this show. So thank you, Nathan. Thank you, me, I guess. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. Uh, for those of you who, for some reason, were subscribing to this podcast for four years, just had a new episode popped up and are stunned. Uh, hey, why not tell a friend? Tell them to subscribe as well. We will be back uh, in two weeks, as is our uh, regular cadence moving forward. Uh, you can find us at I Love the Rewind on Twitter, where you can get uh, this episode and whatever other junk we feel like posting. And uh, that's it. We kind of got rid of all the other social because I don't think it's necessary in 2021 at I Love the Rewind. And of course, you can find us on iTunes or wherever podcasts are offered. With the exception of Spotify, I refuse to support those idiots. <laughs> so, Nathan, thank you. Yeah, I miss you. What? Really miss what? you. I miss you a lot. Oh, that was weird. That yeah. came out of nowhere. No, I uh, just, well, well, you know, I'm, that's my thing. You know, the cold play really accentuates the missing. So, uh, great. I miss all of you out there, by the way. I miss everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, through the magic of technology, even though we are not together anymore, we are still together, if that makes any sense. I don't know if it does. It does. Right? Yeah, very good. I'm going to go ride a tractor now. 
Is this written? Because you th- you did this joke on the first recording. So is this written down? No, I didn't. <laughs> I need to see the script. Please just send it to me. <laughs> just post the whole thing to... You know what? Go on Twitter. We'll post the whole script. Everyone can take a look at it. All right. Uh, we'll be back in uh, two weeks. Uh, uh, like and subscribe and uh, click that bell or whatever the YouTubers say. We'll, uh, we'll be back.